bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Good day, and welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world-famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and this is our exciting premiere episode, and we've got an incredible lineup today and in the weeks to come. Today's episode is called Media Circus, and uh, we're going to go behind the scenes into the top media stories of our times. My guests today are Miss Rita Cosby of Inside Edition. She's a brilliant triple Emmy Award-winning journalist and, in my opinion, the sexiest voice in media. And PR author and funny man Mr. Fraser Seitel, author of The Practice of Public Relations, which is now in its 10th edition. Larry King called him the man who practically wrote the book on PR. And uh, Fraser tells me that he's a Brad Pitt lookalike, but then again, this is radio, so we won't exactly know. Mark your calendars now. We are airing live every Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern, on Voice America Radio Network's business channel. Remember, Tuesday mornings on the west and lunch hour on the east, so if you're eating your spinach salad, think of me. Before we begin and meet our guests, I want to take a second to thank our sponsor, Cision. Visit their website, us.cision.com. And to me, they're, I'm very happy to have them because they're just so much more than the world's biggest media database company. Uh, it's actually like a one-stop shop for publicists. They research, they evaluate, they distribute, they track. I can't live without them. They've saved me many times. Thank you, Cision, for diving in and taking a risk on something new. I'm very excited to be here. Today's our premiere episode, as I said, and it really represents the launch of something uh, quite groundbreaking. Uh, not only does it take me away from my regular day job at Vertex PR, um, but we really get to peek into the world of public relations from the world's leading experts, and our lineup is incredible. There's no other programming available in any visual or audio medium outside of maybe the education sector that gives consumers and business leaders a chance to hear the stories and learn the information about major media events that they instinctually knew had a publicist behind them, but it was all kept secretive and under wraps. And on a personal note, I was really fascinated about talking to other publicists whom I rarely get a chance to interact with unless we're trying to book them on something, book our clients on something, so that I knew that if I could get my... PR colleagues to break the fourth wall and, and talk openly about their campaigns, and I was onto something groundbreaking for the first time. So if you've ever wondered about the stories you saw in the news, here's your chance to hear from the behind-the-scenes leaders and to learn how it all went down. And we're going to talk about some of them in just a couple seconds with Rita Cosby and Fraser Seitel. Just for the future, though, um, we will be taking call-ins and emailed questions. So email me. Go to ins- uh, prinsider.biz to learn more. And uh, don't forget to sign up for email alerts. I promise I won't crowd your inbox, just two to three sentences. And there you can also get some archived episodes on uh, Voice America's website. Just look for my host page, Maureen Kettis. And also we'll be giving away prizes. So, on to the show. Today's episode, Media Circus. We are taking a look uh, at the relationship between reporters, producers, anchors, hosts, journalists and the publicist when the story is really, really big. And we have two high-profile, amazing guests today. My first guest, she's a triple, count them, triple Emmy Award-winning journalist. She's 
a best-selling author and a special correspondent for Inside Edition, the nationally syndicated CBS show, Miss Rita Cosby. If you're an MSNBC fan, you may know Rita as the former anchor and host of MSNBC's Rita Cosby Live and Direct. It was the network's highest-rated show in 2005. And if you're a Fox News Channel fan, you may remember her from Fox News Live with Rita Cosby. Bottom line for me is that Rita Cosby has interviewed countless top VIPs, celebrities, world leaders, and people of interest in the news during major media events. Uh, My second guest, the author of The Practice of Public Relations, which is now in its 10th edition. He's an adjunct professor of PR at NYU, so I'm intimidated already. He's a columnist at odawirepr.com. He's a lecturer. He's a media commentator, and he's managing partner of Emerald Partners Public Relations and Fraser Seitel. He's represented the Rockefellers, major government agencies, banks, corporations, and from a publicist perspective, I think he's the smartest guy because he represents billionaires, and they always pay their bills. <laughs> PR, <laughs> PR Week magazine labeled him one of the 100 most distinguished PR professionals of the 20th century. The bottom line for me is that Fraser Seitel is the publicist. Publicist Fraser and Rita, welcome to the show, and thank you for being here. Thanks so much. But I have a clarification. I, I have seen Fraser in person, and he is sexier than Brad Pitt. So oh I just wanted to clarify God. that real quick, Maureen. <laughs> Rita, you see, this, Maureen, is the reason why Rita, beyond the three Emmys and the best-selling author and the fact she's gorgeous, she is my reporter. <laughs> And I have quite an entree with that, with the uh, with the introduction that I have the sexiest voice on TV. Thank you very much, but I, I'm nowhere near as good looking as Fraser or, or you, Maureen. So thank you. <laughs> publicist, publicist, journalist, publicist. So everybody has a publicist, right? Uh, we were just talking. Rita and I were just talking about that. Um, uh, Rita was sharing a story with me about the um, when she went to cover a flood story, and even the. Can you tell us about that, Rita? Oh yeah, this is a. And, you know, I think so many people out there, when they hear stories of publicists, they always think, um, you know, it's, it's someone who costs a lot of money and it's a big production and so forth. And um, and that often is, you know, the case, depending on what the case is and the circumstances. But um, I think the world of publicists has changed so much, and I think a lot of it is because of the 20 20- cycle, uh, in part, you know, myself working on cable news programs so many years and just sort of, you know, f- you know, quickly breaking stories, and all of a sudden, these people who, you know, had never sort of been in front of the camera before, had never been, uh, you know, on radio or on the internet like this, um, are suddenly thrust into the story, and I remember one time covering a story uh, during Hurricane Katrina years ago, of course, uh, you know, obviously devastating situation. I was down there uh, well over a week, you know, in New Orleans when it happened and, uh, you know, covering some, you know, very tough things for all those four people in the city. And then I remember there was this one guy who had sort of an interesting story of what, you know, what he encountered, and he was just sort of an everyman guy. Um, and then when I came back to New Orleans a, a few months later, he had a publicist, he had this, because he ended up <laughs> doing so many me. interviews, you know, not just with me. myself, but with all these other networks. And it just was so funny just how the whole process sort of evolved for this guy. I actually represented somebody that was a flood victim down in Oh, is that, that, that might have been the one, Maureen. Who knows? <laughs> it might have been me. It was, a, it was a parish and a priest and a... <laughs> And, and, and isn't that funny? Because you know, there's obviously you know the, the very high profile, you know, super super high profile cases like the Michael Jacksons and the, you know, and recently obviously the John Edwards and all these other ones. But it's funny how how the practice has really evolved. And he had a pretty sophisticated PR person too who was involved. It was kind of funny. I remember calling him and he go, Oh, Rita, now you have to go through my publicist. I'll, I'll tell her I want to do it. But I thought, Oh my God, well, I'm glad you brought up Michael Jackson because if that's about a media circus, 
Um, I don't know what is. And I heard that you and Fraser uh, met. Fraser, do you remember um, meeting Rita for the first time? On and, and what was that media circus like with the Michael? Yes, and and uh, the Michael Jackson. Uh, you know what 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 you say to people is that uh, public relations begins with action. In other words, you can't pour perfume on a skunk. If you're guilty you're going to be found out. And there's nothing that a publicist can do. And in Michael Jackson's case, what they did with him is he was, he was uh, uh, going to be tried for uh, uh, you know, sexual improprieties with a, with a uh, child. Mm-hmm. And what they did with Michael Jackson, a very interesting uh, 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 technique, they put him on the, he couldn't get a fair hearing from anybody because there was too many, too, too many filters in the way. And they put him on the Internet with a straightforward Internet video where he was sitting in a plain blue shirt and uh, on his website, he asked his fans and anybody watching for a fair trial. He says, I, he said, I believe in the system, and all I and I'm innocent, and this has stunned me as much as it has my fans. And all I ask is for a fair trial. And it was a very, very uh, impressive, and I think uh, influential little attempt at kind of influencing people before the trial even started. And of course. He was exonerated, but uh, uh, that was the first time that I met Rita uh, talking about the public relations aspects of Michael Jackson. So, so you were impressed with how his PR people during that t- time ran? ran I was. And, and Rita, did you deal at all with his um, publicist during that? Oh, I think I dealt with every single one of his publicists. Um, <laughs> I can count them on one hand. I think I can count them on several hands. Um, and I actually did an interview, I remember, with Michael Jackson. Um, I believe it was before sort of all the, all the chaos hit um, on, a, on, on different topics. He's always, of course, been in the news. And he's someone who, as Frazier talked about, I mean, he really did sort of know that he had to play to the, to the audience. He had to play to, you know, to the press. He had to play to his public, to his, you know, his big fan base. And, uh, and I agree with Frazier. I think, you know, putting him on the Internet, uh, you know, getting him out, but also in a very controlled fashion, um, because, of course, at the time, myself and, gosh, I can't, you know, probably thousands of journalists were asking for an interview with him, right. um, and his people were saying, he's going to do something, he's going to do something, he's going to do something, and we were all hoping, you know, at the end of the day, it would have been an interview, because, of course, we want to ask questions and do something else uh, and go beyond that and, you know, not just to get this controlled package, but mm-hmm. from the flip side, I also thought it was really brilliant, as Frazier was saying, and very unique, too, um, getting it out there, and that was really a brilliant way to use mass marketing, mass messaging and also do it in a, in a very controlled fashion because the, the thing that people always juggle with and I know that people struggle with and I deal with it when I'm talking to publicists constantly uh, and also people like Michael Jackson when you're talking to them directly um, is gosh I got to get my message out um, I you know in his case you know look I feel I'm innocent I want the public to know I'm innocent um, I want to make sure I hurry up and get it out there soon because you want to sort of put the stopgap in as soon as you can um, and then on the flip side uh, by putting myself in front of even someone who I feel like you will be fair, Rita, it still opens the door to, of course, you're going to ask these questions. Of course, you're going to ask this. Um, and then it could, you know, then it could, it could be something I wish I didn't say or spiral out of control or a, ver- a variety of things. So I really do think it was really brilliant using the Internet and then taking it to sort of a whole other level. But he's a master, and I think um, he's also a master uh, at other things, too. Like you'll see sometimes these little sort of stories leak out and sometimes even wacky stories that are not necessarily positive to him. And I call people close to him, and they're like, well, he just kind of put it out there, or, or somebody else close to him put it out there, just to kind of keep his name in the press. Right, and it also <laughs> shifts focus over, you know, whatever else they're trying to... to exactly. Make. It's a great, like, sort of diversion, and it keeps us sort of talking about something else. Right, right, right. 
and OJ now too is, is coming back with his you know souvenirs, uh, his souvenir uh, you know scandal, his uh, memorabilia. Uh, I'm glad because I personally have missed him. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough OJ. <laughs> well, did you deal? Did you deal at all with any of the, their his PR people or his PR machine at all during the, that scandal? I, I dealt with his, I, not in the original case, mm-hmm. um, but I have dealt with a lot of his PR people over the years and have talked to people close to him, you know, even even in recent weeks. Um, and um, and they are definitely gearing up full throttle and gearing up for, you know, trying to also maybe get some other people out there who can maybe speak on his behalf, uh, maybe friends or maybe, you know, associates or a variety of things. Right. Uh, and also putting out the word, too. It's, you know, the publicists work both ways because people close to them will say, okay, here's the good stuff. And by the way, Rita, you may want to also look here or look at the credibility of this person or look at, you know, the background of this person. And sometimes it's, don't say you heard it from me, um, but maybe you want to look down this route or call this person. He might have something interesting to add that's helpful to our side. Right, right. And so basically, you know, everybody has a publicist. I mean, and and part of, you know, what I'm fascinated with also is not just getting your name in the press, but getting, keeping your name out of the press. So we're going to be taking a break in a couple seconds, but when when uh, we come back, we're going to deal with, you know, talk to Fraser also about how do you keep someone's name out of the paper, something I really, really need help with. And I also want to talk, of course, about the upcoming elections with, oh, this excitement, Sarah Palin and John McCain and Obama and Michelle, and what, what is Michelle wearing, and John Edwards and, you know, his, his documentary affair. And, and uh, we can also talk about some things from the past, like Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. All right, so we're going to take a take a, a break here for a second. Um, this is your host Maureen Kettis on PR Insider. We're sponsored by Cision US We've been talking to the lovely Miss Rita Cosby, who's won <laughs> three you. Emmy Awards, and she's on Inside Edition, syndicated on CBS nationwide. And the handsome Mr. Fraser Seitel, who's written the Bible on public relations, the practice of public relations. So. Uh, Take, a, take time now to log on to prinsider.biz and email me your questions, and we'll be right back. Stocks, bonds, 401ks, investments, refinancing. We can help you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Vertex. 
Intelligence Communication Intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. Business coaching is a helping relationship between an individual who wants to improve performance and personal satisfaction and a coach who has the drive and desire to help individuals achieve their goals. Each week, listen for the Coaches Forum for ideas, approaches, and proven behaviors that help listeners enhance their performance and move forward to greater success. The Coaches Forum with your host, Dr. Milton Lopes, is heard every Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis. We are sponsored by Cision. Visit them at their website, us.cision.com. We're talking with Rita Cosby, who's won three Emmy Awards. She's a best-selling author, and don't miss her. She's a special correspondent for Inside Edition, where she's going to get all the great interviews. And the Fraser Seitel, the author of The Practice of Public Relations, and he's a professor of PR at NYU, and he's managing partner of Emerald Partners Public Relations. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. So we were talking, let's talk politics, because that's what's going on, right? Uh, publicists have, uh, I mean, excuse me, uh, politicians have publicists. And probably publicists have politicians, but that's another topic for another day. <laughs> but um, let's talk. Who do we want to talk about first? Um, anybody? How about uh, let's, well, let's talk, talk about Sarah Palin? Sarah Palin. I think everybody I mean, else is talking about her. <laughs> She's great. So I found out from Fraser during the break that Sarah Palin's um, red, white, and blue bikini shot with a shotgun is a fake. And Fraser knows. Well, I don't know <laughs> intimately, but I but I, I believe that that's right. But I I do think that. Uh, that Sarah Palin, and you could argue Barack Obama, you could argue the whole campaign. Public relations has never been more powerful. Uh, you know, here's a woman who was unknown. I mean, what a concept for a, for a, for a uh, national nominee. She was unknown, mm-hmm. young. Uh, she was a basketball player, and she had cute little children. What a concept for a nominee. And here they've built her. With these, uh, with this out of the box uh, ph- phenomenal speech at the convention, into the uh, firebrand that has united the Republican Party and has turned momentum around for McCain, it, it it really is an amazing, you could argue, 
public relations story. Right. Whether and, you know, not- you look at the polls, too, Frazier, it's incredible. I mean, even the latest polls, uh, you know, are showing him up. There was this sort of stagnant period with McCain right. for a long time, and mm-hmm. it sort of stayed, you know, transfixed with Obama ahead of him, and it looked like, oh, maybe he'll move up a little bit. Well, he got a bounce after the convention, and everybody says it's the Palin bounce. And it was funny, because if you look at the numbers, too, of his speech at the convention, everyone was saying, you know, here's Obama, who's such a great speaker. He's so articulate and, and a wonderful man at delivering, you know, talk about performance. He gets, you know, A++. And he had huge numbers, you know, people tuning in, 38 million. And everyone said, there's no way that, you know, McCain is going to be able to top it, no matter, you know, no matter what his background, as, as important and obviously as impressive as it is uh, with his POW and, and legislative background, too. And and here he, he beat him. And it was funny. I've been on a number of shows, and people say, what did you attribute that to? You know, he had a great lead-in with the NFL. And I said, no, 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 his lead-in was Sarah Palin. Right. <laughs> Right. The night before, and and I, it's funny how one person and one sort of, as Fraser was talking about, sort of the engine behind her and and the the life that it's taken, and and just and I think in her case too, um, just the personal nature of her too. You see at all these events, people holding signs, Sarah, 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 and they've created. It's not necessarily Governor Palin, it's Sarah, it's the mom, as as Fraser's talking about, and you know, sort but of I, the whole know, campaign around it. Right. You know what I would say though, ladies, I, I think uh, the point that Rita makes is exactly the heart of, uh, you know, what you try to do with any CEO or any politician or any celebrity. You try to, what the, what the Greeks used to say, bring out the vigor of their own nature. Make them human. Make them personal. Uh, make them real. Make them authentic. And it seems to me, and I agree with Rita, I think what, what, what she has done in one fell swoop, it's really quite confounding, is that she's humanized not only herself, but McCain along with her. And I think it's, it's, it's uh, gotten Obama and Biden a little bit off stride. Right. Right, but have but it really does, and, and they've had to reshape their campaigns. Like you can imagine, I'm sure you know folks like Frazier and others, uh, you know, of, of his ilk who are there. You know, behind the scenes, are going, "Oh gosh, what do we do now?" Because it's a very delicate balancing act. And the publicist, it's funny. I've talked to a lot of people who are sort of shaping media strategy and PR mm-hmm. um, on the other end, on the Obama Biden end. And a number of you know people that I know that are close to them are going, "Gosh, what do we do now?" You know, they can't really go after. It sort of put them in a little bit of a box. Right. It's a woman; they have to be careful of that. They don't want to go after, you know, too much of the lack of experience that they've got Obama. So it's a uh, very tough PR campaign they've got to run. But I have a question for the two of you. Do you think her, her PR team has done too good of a job? I mean, she's really sort of outstaging, upstaging uh, McCain. What do you Seems think? I don't think he cares. Do you at this point? No, no, I, no I, I think that's exactly right. But, but I think, Maureen, the point is a good point, that as she... Excels, and Obama has faced this, and anybody who is on top, and of course Rita knows this better better than anybody with all the people she's interviewed. Anybody who's on top in this society, you want to knock down. That's the inclination of of, uh, of media beyond Rita, because right. Rita is the only fair one left. But <laughs> you want you, you want to knock them down, so that as Sarah Palin has raised the bar here, she, the risks to her, you know, the, the, the fact that there are more arrows being shot at her mm-hmm. makes it a much more difficult challenge now going forward, and she's got to confront that new challenge. 
Right. And, and keeping that momentum, uh, you know, it's, it's brilliant in the sense that they sort of unveiled her so late. Big surprise. Everyone's sort of scrambling to know who she is and know her background. And they don't have a lot of time now, which is probably good for the McCain campaign in the sense that if she can kind of stay on top, um, and of course there'll be people taking swipes, you know, all over the place around her, but if she can kind of keep that momentum or close to it, you know, up till Election Day, because we only have a few weeks away, uh, then, then obviously it's A++ for McCain. Right. And, a, and a good example of that, Rita, I think, is right after the uh, magnificent convention speech when she went out on the stump with McCain. She wasn't experienced, and she was just thrust into this quickly, so she was reading her remarks on the stump. Well, immediately the Democrats leaped, uh, you know, leapt on this and said, well, look, all she's good is uh, reading a teleprompter. You know, she's an empty pantsuit. So she's had to now in the last couple of weeks here uh, show that she is more than just reading somebody else's words, that she's really a person who can think on her feet and is extemporaneous. So the challenges keep getting uh, tougher as as this stage continues. It seems like the more it gets tough, the more, you know, controversy comes out. It only helps her because she, when she got up there, she didn't really talk about any of the issues. It was all personality-driven, which the Republican Party needed. They didn't really have a good personality up front. But um, it's almost, it it was also the like build-up, Maureen, too, which what? was interesting. You know, the lead-up into it was pretty fascinating, and I think that's where really great PR people excel. And, and I think uh, both of you, uh, as pros in the business, will, will understand this. Is I, you know, everybody in the world couldn't wait. I kept, you know, I was talking to a lot of people campaign and think God, I'd love to do an interview as soon as they named her. And they just said, Rita, you know, uh, privately, we're not going to put her out until, you know, the first time you're going to see her is on that convention floor, because you that build-up, everybody, it was that moment, and everyone's right. going to remember that moment. And look at us. All we, can, well, we can't stop talking about Sarah Palin. Yep, and the glasses, and, and the bikini, and, and the fake shots, and everything know, exactly. else. I know, and, and, and two weeks, you know, before she hit the stage, we were, we were looking at uh, Michelle, and what was Michelle wearing? You know, what dress was Michelle Obama wearing? It's a society today because of uh, cable, as Rita says, and 24-7 Internet and uh, talk radio and all the rest of it, where, where you have to just continue to better yourself mm-hmm. because the, 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 uh, the uh, patience of the public is limited. Uh, you know, everybody's on stage and everybody wants a new story, so it's a perpetual quest to top the story, to, to feed the beast, as we say, and uh, in the case of the presidential candidates, there's nothing that tops this, so that every day they've got to continue to uh, do better than they did the day before. Right, and and, and I want to, you know, talk for a second, and we're going to have to go to break in a couple minutes, but, um, you know, what is, let, let's look at George Bush for a second. What is he going to do? He, he, his reputation is so in the doghouse. What is he going to do after when he's an ex-president? I, think, I personally think he's going to try to do, um, we'll see. I mean, I think one of the best examples of sort of ex-presidents, of course, are people go to Jimmy Carter, who they say was a much better ex-president than a president. Um, and um, and also Bill Clinton has done some just incredible things since his presidency. I mean, you look at the Clinton Foundation, what he's done with AIDS research and, and everything that he's done. I mean, look at even on the campaign trail, you know, just you know, out there with Obama and, and what, the, what a force he was at the convention. Um, I think, you know, we'll hear more. I mean, and not just from 
from George Bush. I mean, what's you know, I, I'll make a prediction here. I think we'll we'll see uh, other Bushes in the future, maybe even run for office too. Oh my goodness! Well, yeah, I think we're going to be hearing about Bushes <laughs> for a long time in the Bush family. I think, well, I think what George Bush will do, Maureen, is write an anti Scott McClellan book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be his first. He'll do that on day one, don't you think? <laughs> well, let's let, when we come back from break. Well, let's talk more about Bill Clinton because I know Rita worked, uh, you know, a lot on that, and and let's talk about Monica Lewinsky because we've got an uh, upcoming show on sexual harassment. Um, so we're going to take a break now, and um, I'm talking with my guests, uh, Rita Cosby, who's on Inside Edition, and Mr. Fraser Seitel, author of The Practice of Public Relations, and he's managing partner of Emerald Partners PR, and we will be right back. Money, money, up-to-date business and financial news. Money, money. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. Decisions Communication Intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. The bottom line in business. Voice America Business. 
listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again to PR Insider, sponsored by Cision, us.cision.com. If you just joined us, I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and we're talking with the wonderful Ms. Rita Cosby, who's a triple Emmy award-winning journalist, a best-selling author, and special correspondent for Inside Edition. Please check out Rita's show on the syndicated on uh, CBS Nationwide, and Mr. Fraser Seitel, author of The Practice of Public Relations. Pick up a copy. It's in its 10th edition, and he's a professor of PR at NYU. All right, um, we were talking about our favorite topic, Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky and sex scandals. You know, that was such a fevered pitch, Maureen, when, <laughs> when that happened. You know, it's funny, and, and Frazier and I have both been sort of in the thick of it on stories. I've had the pleasure of having Frazier on, on my shows through the years, too, because he's always great at his perceptions on these things. And uh, the Monica Lewinsky story, when that happened, was just, from a journalistic standpoint, such a zoo. Um, you know, we were all staked out in, in front of the Watergate, the famous Watergate, you know, because right. that's where um, she was living. Um, and then, you know, then it became sort of the PR machine where the, she had a couple PR people. Of course, the White House had their own folks who were coming out with their spin, all the players that were involved. I mean, I think I probably had a list of maybe 20 or 30 sort of PR or, or at least representatives for individuals, you know, for, for the good months that all that lasted. Yeah, and I and I was saying, to you know, this is a, a total moment of superficiality, but I was saying, oh, I'd love to get a hold of her and give her a makeover because she can, she could she could turn this into a fortune, you know, with all this attention. So she came out with her handbag line, but that was about it. Yeah, that's right. So I know, you know the irony was so thick. I mean, the Watergate and the whole thing. Um, so so uh, tell me, uh, Fraser, what was your take? Did you do? Well, you know, and uh, Rita said it. I mean, it was a complete circus and and uh, uh, never uh, a zoo of this sort. But from public relations standpoint, it really was a historic uh, place in in PR history, if you will, because this was really the beginning of the word spin. And it was a, a James Carville, I think, concoction. And what, it, what, what I tell people, it means it's antithetical to the practice of public relations the way it ought to be practiced. What spin at least means to me is that whatever you tell me to do, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's honest or dishonest, whether it's truthful or untruthful, if you're the boss, I will do it. So if you tell me I did not have sex with that woman, I'm going to spread that story and I'm going to tell Rita Cosby to put it on the air and so on, Mm -hmm. even though it's a lie. And what I tell students is the only thing you have in public relations is a reputation. If you want to convince somebody like Rita Cosby that you can be trusted, you can never, ever lie. And what Clinton did was absolutely inexcusable for a lot of reasons, but, but for one, in that it, it, it kind of uh, gave public relations even a blacker eye, right. and uh, that's not public relations as I would define it. 
Right. And, you know, Frazier, you hit on a good point, too, because sometimes, and, and, you know, when we deal with publicists, and people do, you know, stay on their reputation, too, and it is so important, too, and I'd much rather have, there are a lot of people that I have great relationships with, such as Frazier and, you know, and many others in the business where I would much rather have them tell me privately, and, of course, you know, the Bill Clinton is, is such a high-profile case, but people that were sort of surrounding that case where they would call me and say, Rita, you know what, um, this is about to come out, I want to to know um, it's true um, I understand you're going to have to report it but if you can at least when you do you know put this also include our side also include our spin also would do this um, I think the worst thing you can do is say um, no it didn't happen and then we find out the next day well actually it did happen right. you um, know Rita and, um, you know, Rita, one, well, I don't want to interrupt you, but one person that you and I both know is the guy who was President Clinton's press secretary at the time, Mike McCurry. Mm-hmm. And Mike McCurry is a very good guy, and he's a terrific Absolutely. guy. And it was, it was so interesting at the time, if you go back and look at the clips, when they asked Mike McCurry, did, uh, Mike, do you believe that President Clinton didn't have sex with the intern? Mike McCurry's answer always was, because they kept him in the dark, his answer always was, President Clinton says... He did not have sex with the intern. In other words, he protected his own reputation right. correctly because he didn't know that, the answer. And that was brilliant too. And you could see, and that I and I and it's funny from dealing with Mike McCurry because I was actually covering the White House quite a bit during that time. I was in Washington. Um, I was senior correspondent for Fox Network at that time for Fox News Channel. And I remember um, in the you know in the fever of it all, Mike would also often come over to me and say, "Look, you know, I know that um, you know this is a tough story. I appreciate your reporting. You're fair. I understand." Like he understood our job, and I also think. The best PR people are the folks who understand, look, you know, um, we're going to, we obviously have to report the facts. We're journalists. um, But we will also, you know, we'll also be fair, too. And we'll also, you know, understand if there's a sensitivity. We'll understand if there's certain issues. But I think um, the best publicists are the ones who say, you know, so-and-so says, I can only speak about this. I can only speak about this background. This is what they told me, just as Mike McCurry, you know, aptly did. Um, And and I've had publicists call me and say, Rita, you know, I can't get through to my client. I mean, which is, I'm sure, a publicist nightmare. I can't get through to my client. I don't know if this is true or not. Right, because it's such it's such a media circus. Um, It actually brings up a good point because I I sent out an email feeler to uh, people on my email list before um, you two came on the show, and somebody asked me, "How do you balance?" And Fraser might be able to answer this, uh, Rita as well. How do you balance professionalism versus versus sensationalism? Because that was an unprecedented. I mean, we never had a president. They never published, you know, a deposition of a president's recounting his sexual affair ever before. I remember putting down the Los Angeles Times. I was just disgusted. I couldn't even read it. I thought it was just an intrusion. But how, So how do you balance that? You're in this media circus, and as the journalist who, who has to go on the air with something, you have to cover it. Your, your bosses are telling you you've got to cover it. And as the, as the publicist, you've got to either keep your, you know, your, your, your client's name out of the paper or somehow... Uh, balance it. So how do you how do you how would you answer that? My answer, uh, Maureen, would be that that uh, uh, you know the public relations business isn't brain surgery. It's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. What it is is it's you're building relationships. If if I'm trying to get a client on the Rita Cosby program or keep a client away from the Rita Cosby program, the 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 relationship that I've built with Rita, which has to be based based on uh, trust is going to prevail. So if Rita trusts me and my relationship is good and I've been honest with her, 
that will win the day. And 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 the problem in a case of uh, of uh, Clinton or uh, O.J. or Martha Stewart, who wasn't particularly truthful to uh, federal prosecutors, and it cost her dearly, is that if you think your client is guilty in public relations, Mm -hmm. and uh, he wants you to tell people that he's not guilty, then he shouldn't be your client. See, that's the difference between a lawyer and public relations person who's practicing correctly. Uh, PR ethics, in my view, and I'm biased, are more ethical than legal ethics. Wow, and that's an amazing statement because I've always felt that, but publicists, we have such a bad reputation. <laughs> you know, people think of us. <laughs> See, there you are. You're not, not anymore. You're saying. <laughs> well, you have, you have, you, the, the public relations business may have a bad reputation. I'm sure Rita can vouch for this because there are some public relations people who don't tell the truth. Right. Who will, who will say what the client tells them to say, whether it's right or wrong or honest or right. dishonest. And I think in this day and age when there's just, you know, so you can just zap something out on the internet and everything is is just, you know, so fast. It's, I think it's easier uh, to, to make that mistake, and you have to remember your relationships with with people who are journalists who are going to put your story, and those relationships are everything. And, and, we, and I can speak from my end, too. I will remember that, too, because, you know, you remember somebody who says, you know, puts you sort of on the wrong path. Right. Um, or, or, you know, whether it's intentional. I mean, there's certainly times where people might say, look, I think this. Um, you know, or, or Rita, you know, my client, I've even, you know, it's funny, I've had, you know, public relations folks say, you know, my client is saying this, um, but um, I'm not quite sure about this part, but take a look. Um, and so sometimes, you know, and that's also very helpful. Or, Rita, you know, um, this is absolutely wrong, this is, and, and please put that out there, and, and it will certainly, you know, have a weight on us. And I will also say that I think um, relationships are so key, right. because when you've dealt with someone, especially if you've dealt with them, you know, for several years, I've been in the business now, you know, almost two decades, and there are some publicists who I've dealt with for, you know, a long time, and I know when they call that they're going to be sincere. They know me well enough to know that if they say, Rita, you know, please make sure that you know, I know you're going to hit this. You, you can't avoid not putting this part in your story or your interview, um, but please make sure you include X or please make sure you, you look into this fact or do that. Um, and, and you just know traditionally that they are someone who is reliable. They're someone who they know they're telling you straight. And sometimes, you know, even, you know, even uh, you know, I'm not going to name names, but somewhere they'll say, you know, my client is saying this um, privately. You know, I don't know how much weight I would put on this, but, but obviously you've got to put it out there. So, so you know, we sort of have... And this was actually a question that I got um, from from someone on the East Coast. How do, um, do publicists and journalists have unspoken codes of etiquette? You know, and and I would say yes. And people who've come to work for me in the past, I've always told them, you know, don't sign anybody unless you can, especially if you're, it's the kind of client where you're really pushing them. Don't sign anybody unless you can really get behind it because you're going to be selling them to people that you have to face later next year or next client when you need you know you need a story done so but do we have do we have unspoken codes of etiquette yeah, I think so, and 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 I think they're unspoken, but they, but they might as well be spoken. And Rita began this way. All you want from a journalist, if you're a public relations person, is you want fairness. If you're in the wrong end of a crisis, you're going to get hammered. You understand that because the other part of public relations is understanding what constitutes news and what uh, elements of this that you are involved with would be of interest to somebody like Rita Cosby. But what you want from a Rita Cosby is fairness. And what she wants from us in return is the same fairness. Right. You want to be telling the truth. And, and she understands, and Rita, of course, understands it better than anybody because she's good, that there are some things about my client that I'm not willing to divulge. I can't get into them. Mm-hmm. 
but as uh, but as long as she understands my role and I understand her role, we get along fine. Right. And when someone says, you know, uh, you know, off the record, I, I never say anything off the record. I either am going to say it or not say it because I don't think it's fair to the journalist for me to be telling something and then they have to. Hold, you know, try to hold on to that information. You know, and it, but it depends who else you have. It, again, it goes back to relationships because right. I do have people who said, you know, and I've even had publicists who said, you know, Rita, my client doesn't want to do an interview, but at six o'clock they're going to be at such and such a restaurant, and if you happen to show up <laughs> <laughs> with cameras and right, exactly, then you happen to ask them, you know, go in this area and, and kind of hit in this area, you know, uh, you know, uh, hit this particular topic with them. I think that uh, they might be comfortable. Right. Well, you know, we're going to take a break. In a, in, a, in a minute or so, but, you know, a couple of things I want to talk about when we come back, something about keeping, keeping your uh, client out of the papers, which still fascinates me, and also, you know, how do you remove your emotional side if, you're, if you know you are representing or you know you're interviewing or you're face-to-face sitting there interviewing or representing a guilty person? What do you do? So um, uh, we're going to take a break. This is your host, Maureen Kettis, on PR Insider. We are sponsored by Cision, formerly Bacon's. Go to us.cision.com. We've been talking to Miss Rita Cosby, who's won three Emmy Awards. She's a best-selling author. Don't miss her on Inside Edition on CBS. And Mr. Fraser Seitel, he's a professor of public relations at New York University, and he's managing partner of Emerald Partners Public Relations, uh, and pick up his book, The Practice of Public Relations. Uh, PR Week magazine called him one of the 100 most distinguished PR professionals of the 20th century. That's pretty difficult to top. And uh, please take this time to log on to prinsider.biz and email me your questions, and we will be right back. Thank you. All we talk about is money. Call us toll-free, 866-472-5790, and talk to the experts. We talk talk money money all the time. Voice America Business. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com. 
It's time for dramatic action in your business and in your life. Join us each week for a program that says it all. Power Talk. When talent and passion collide, success is inevitable. Showcases professionals who have succeeded in sales, business, entrepreneurship, and life. This show is about successful professionals for successful professionals. Listen for Power Talk. When talent and passion collide, success is inevitable. With host Andrea Siddig Rolf. Every Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network. The Internet's only all business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis. We're sponsored by Cision. If you missed any of our show, go to prinsider.biz, and we can provide you a link to my host page on Voice America's business channel. You can also check out archived episodes there. We are 24-7 on demand. If you just joined us, I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and we're talking with Rita Cosby from Inside Edition. And uh, check out her show. on It's syndicated on CBS. And Mr. Fraser Seitel, who wrote The Practice of Public Relations, which is now in its 10th edition, and he's managing partner of Emerald Partners Public Relations. So we were talking about how do you remove your emotional side if you know you are representing or interviewing a guilty party. So you're sitting face-to-face on your show, Rita, or Fraser, you're sitting in an office with a client, they're paying you top dollar, but you think inside your heart they're guilty. So both of you want to answer? Yeah, Fraser, go ahead. First, <laughs> take, well, first they'll come uh, to Fraser, then they come to the, me. The, uh, <laughs> I know the answer from Rita's, uh, from Rita's vantage point. She skewers them <laughs> if they're guilty. I wait. No, I, w- I wait about ten seconds first. <laughs> right, and then she, she, she introduces them nicely, then she skewers them. But from the public relations uh, point of view... Uh, what I would say is this, that you have to look at a client objectively because all you have uh, to trade on is your own reputation. And if that client, again, is guilty and he says to you, I want you to tell people I'm not, you can't take him no matter how much he's going to pay you as a client, as a client. You know, they asked Alan Dershowitz famously after his client O.J. Simpson was exonerated from, uh, of uh, killing his uh, wife and her friend. They said, if you, in retrospect, do you think O.J. did it? And what Dershowitz said was, uh, first of all, I didn't ask, and it's none of my business. Well, that's how a lawyer looks at it. The constitutional guarantee you're allowed to, to you're constitutionally guaranteed to have as, as, uh, as uh, uh, good a defense uh, as you can get under the law of the land. There's no such similar constitutional guarantee to hire a public relations person. Again, if you think your client is guilty, he shouldn't be your client. I, I agree with you. And if, and if you don't like what they're doing or selling, or even midway through a campaign, if you don't, if you don't like it, you want out, you have to graciously find a way out. I, I agree with that 100%. So, Rita, what about you? You're sitting yeah, across- and I think, you know, on the flip side, too, when it gets to me, you know what, I've always respected um, publicists who've said, you know, Rita, um, 
I have to put this out here. Um, you know, I'm working with this person, um, and there are, there have been a few through the years that I just have great relationships with, and they've said, you know what, um, a couple of these things just seem a little weird. You know, he talked about this, he talked about that. It just doesn't jive. It doesn't fit. Um, there's some you know some interesting points, and I, and he'll say, look, he, but believe it or not, he still wants to come on and do the interview with you. Um, and I said, okay, well, you know what, those are some of the points that I thought about too, and I've thought about some other ones as well, and I'm going to ask him everything. And um, you know they, you know I think I think the best job a publicist can do, if there are doubts, um, is somehow express it to especially a journalist who you have a good rapport with, um, because they they are only as good as their clients I think and and I think if if what is the client if the client is giving them something, um, and they come to me in good faith and say okay here's what it is, um, and uh, but I have some questions about X X and X, um, I always think that's helpful and I'm also one of those people I would never violate that as well too I'm, I'm always a big believer that sort of um, you know it's, it's a sacred relationship especially something you know that you've built on over the years and I think honesty is always the best policy what if, um, on the flip side what if you have someone who you think is you know innocent or they're basically a victim and you're interviewing them or, or, or Fraser you're representing them let's say it was um, Patsy, uh, Patsy Ramsey the mother of Jean Benet Ramsey mm-hmm. if you had something like that how do you cut off from delving too deeply, or if you're representing them, how do you, you know, emotionally handle that? Well, uh, Rita was, I, I agree with what Rita just said. I mean, you, there's a sniff test mm-hmm. that you have to, uh, you know, that they have to pass muster on. And uh, But a lot of times there are shades of gray, and you're only as, you know, you can't, you're not an investigator, and you don't have a lot of time to, to screen the person, so you have to make judgments. But And not every issue is black or white. The, one great example was Kobe Bryant, where Kobe Bryant was accused of, of a horrific uh, uh, crime against a woman in Denver. And what Kobe Bryant did, largely on the advice of his lawyers, which, which, which was surprising, they said, look, Kobe, we're going to have a press conference immediately. His wife, you remember, was at his side. And he said, yes, I had extramarital sex with this woman, but I did not rape her. It was consensual. Here's what happened. I'm very embarrassed at this. I'm, I'm mortified. I apologize to my fans and to the team and to my wife and to my family, but I am not guilty. And in so doing, in taking that public relations action at this press conference, at which there were no questions, Kobe Bryant literally changed the whole agenda of that uh, awful circumstance. That was a public relations maneuver that caused Kobe Bryant to today be right back where he was uh, before that awful event. This is a great segue because um, I actually want to have on the show with my guests a top tips list so that people can take away something to, um, to learn from. So for Fraser, PR tips. What should a layperson do if they find themselves in the middle of a breaking story and want the media's attention or need the media's attention? What they, the first thing they have to do is understand uh, what is newsworthy about that in which they find themselves. In other words, what, what, what uh, people like Rita dwell on is what is topical and what is timely and what is newsworthy. And if they've figured that out, and that's why, uh, you know, at times you need a professional who, who, who majors in communications and interpretation and, and public relations, if you will, to uh, interpret this to the media. But if, if you have something uh, that is newsworthy, and you bring that to the attention of a journalist, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you're 90% of the way there. Okay, and just quickly before we get to Rita's tips, how do you 
how do you keep your client out of the papers? This fascinates me because I'm always I'm all about getting people in the papers. It goes back to what Rita said before. You build a relationship with a person. You know the facts. You understand that if you're representing somebody who has just robbed a bank, mm-hmm. there's no way in the world you're going to be able to keep him out of the papers. On the other hand, if it's something in the middle, if the, if it's if it's a nuanced mm-hmm. story, and I've been nice to Rita over the years, and I've helped her even 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 when it didn't concern my own clients. Uh, if she's fair, and of course in her case she's eminently fair, she will give you a break and say, you know what, okay, we'll let this slide, but if it escalates, I'm going to have to go public with it. Okay. So, uh, Rita, quick top tips from you? Yeah, tips, I think, um, what Frazier was saying, too, is that know who also you're pitching. Um, and yeah. I think this goes for especially folks who are sort of new in the PR business, not someone obviously as experienced as Frazier. He gets it. He sees what the headlines are and knows, okay, mm-hmm. I can figure out how my client sits with this or, or what's the new angle on my client today. But so many times I'll get calls from publicists, and they have to realize, too, it's funny. You know, I mean, uh, I remember at MSNBC I was getting, you know, I, and to this day I get hundreds of emails every day. So you have to remember that, you know, um, it's funny. I had a member of Congress the other day. So can I put you on my list? I'm like, no, even though it's a, you know, a distinguished member of Congress. Uh, you, know, you hear a mailing list. I'm like, no, not another one. And you have to remember that our time is valuable as your time is valuable. But get to the point and give us the hook point. right away. Succinct, um, don't bury, don't bury the, the lead. Right, succinct and to, the, and to the point. So that's pretty much all the time we have left today. I hope you guys will come back to the show. I want, to find, out who, I want to find out who Rita Cosby thinks is a distinguished <laughs> member of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> I want to but, but there's just one. I said one. It was singular, remember? I want him or her on my list. <laughs> I want to thank my, my incredible guest, Ms. Rita Cosby. Please check her out on Inside Edition. And Mr. Fraser Seidel, please pick up a copy of his book now in its 10th edition, The Practice of Public Relations. Also, thank you to my wonderful sponsor, Cision. Visit their website, us.cision.com. They're the leading global provider of media research, distribution, monitoring, and evaluation services. Uh, and I want to thank my wonderful executive producer who also wants to thank our guest, Mr. John Missel at Voice America, and my nephew, Doran Roberts Kedis, who wrote my theme song, which you uh, are listening to. Don't forget to go to prinsider.biz and sign up for our weekly reminders and email your questions and comments, please. Don't worry, we won't crowd your inbox. Mark your calendars. We're on live every Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern, lunch hour on the East Coast. So join us next week for Selling Sexual Harassment. We touched on that today. We'll do more uh, next week. We'll talk to publicists for Michael Jackson, Monica Lewinsky, and Kobe Bryant and learn how they give their clients a positive spin in a sticky situation, no pun intended. Until then, this is your host, Maureen Kettis. Have a great week, and don't forget to relate to your public, whoever they may be. Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Network. And have a great week. Thank you.